Haridas Thakur walked until he came to the village known as Chandapur. There he stayed at the house of Balaram Acharya. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Chandapur is just east of the house of the two brothers, Govardhan and Hiranya, the father and uncle of Raghunath Das Goswami, respectively. In Chandapur lived Balaram Acharya and Yadunandana Acharya, the priests of these two personalities. And when Haridas Thakur went there, he lived with them. Hiranya and Govardhan were the two heads of the governmental treasury in that division of the country. Their priest was named Balaram Acharya. In the village, Haridas Thakur was given a solitary thatched cottage where he performed the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. He accepted prasad at the house of Balaram Acharya. Raghunath Das, who was the son of Govardhan and was later to become Raghunath Das Goswami, was a boy at that time engaged in study. He came to see Haridas Thakur daily. Naturally, Haridas Thakur was merciful toward him, and because of the merciful benediction of this Vaishnava, he later attained the shelter of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lotus feet. At the residence of Hiranya and Govardhan, discourses took place by which Haridas Thakur was glorified. O oh, devotees, please listen to that wonderful story. One day, Balaramacharya requested Haridas Thakur with great humility to come to the assembly of the Majumdaras, Hiranya and Govardhan. Thus, Balaramacharya went there with Haridas Thakur. Seeing Haridas Thakur, the two brothers immediately stood up and fell at his lotus feet. Then, with great respect, they offered him a place to sit. In that assembly were many learned scholars, brahmanas, and respectable gentlemen. The two brothers, Hiranya and Govardhan, were also greatly learned. Everyone there began to speak of Haridas Thakur's great qualities as if they had five mouths. Hearing this, both brothers were extremely happy. It was mentioned in the assembly that Haridas Thakur chanted the holy names of Krishna 300,000 times a day. Thus all the learned scholars began to discuss the glories of the holy name. Some of them said, By chanting the holy name of the Lord, one is freed from the reactions of all sinful life. Others said, Simply by chanting the holy name of the Lord, a living being is liberated from material bondage. Haridas Thakur protested. These two benedictions are not the true result of chanting the holy name. Actually, by chanting the holy name without offenses, one awakens his ecstatic love for the lotus feet of Krishna. This is confirmed by a verse from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 11, 2, 40. When a person is actually advanced and takes pleasure in chanting the holy name of the Lord, who is very dear to him, he is agitated and loudly chants the holy name. He also laughs, cries, 
becomes agitated and chants just like a madman, not caring for outsiders. Liberation and extinction from the reactions of a sinful life are two concomitant byproducts of chanting the holy name of the Lord. An example is found in the gleams of the morning sunlight, as suggested in this verse, found in the Padyavali. As the rising sun immediately dissipates all the world's darkness, which is deep like an ocean, so the holy name of the Lord, if chanted once without offenses, dissipates all the reactions of a living being's sinful life. All glories to that holy name of the Lord, which is auspicious for the entire world. After reciting this verse, Haridas Thakur said, O learned scholars, please explain the meaning of this verse. But the audience requested Haridas Thakur, It is better for you to explain the meaning of this important verse. Haridas Thakur explained, As the sun begins to rise, even before it is visible, it dissipates the darkness of night. With the first glimpse of sunlight, fear of thieves, ghosts, and demons immediately disappears. And when the sun is actually visible, everything is manifest, and everyone begins performing his religious activities and regulative duties. Similarly, the first hint that offenseless chanting of the Lord's holy name has awakened dissipates the reactions of sinful life immediately. And when one chants the holy name offenselessly, one awakens to service in ecstatic love at the lotus feet of Krishna. Liberation is the insignificant result derived from a glimpse of the awakening of offenseless chanting of the holy name. This is explained in the sixth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. While dying, Ajmil chanted the holy name of the Lord, intending to call his son Narayan. Nevertheless, he attained the spiritual world. What then to speak of those who chant the holy name with faith and reverence? Haridas continued, Liberation, which is unacceptable for a pure devotee, is always offered by Krishna without difficulty, as explained by Lord Kapiladev. My devotees do not accept Salokya, Sharsti, Swarupya, Samipya, or oneness with me, even if I offer these liberations, in preference to serving me. At the house of Hiranya and Govardhan Majumdara, a person named Gopala Chakravarti was officially the chief tax collector. His duty as chief tax collector was to collect one million 200,000 coins to deposit in the treasury of the emperor. He had handsome bodily features and was learned and youthful, but he could not tolerate the statement that simply by glimpsing the awakening of the Lord's holy name, one can attain liberation. This young man, Gopala Chakravarti, became very angry upon hearing the statements of Haridas Thakur. He immediately criticized him. O oh, assembly of learned scholars, he said, just hear the conclusion of this emotional devotee. After many millions upon millions of births, when one is complete in absolute knowledge, 
one still may not attain liberation. Yet this man says that one may attain it simply by the awakening of a glimpse of the holy name. Haridas Thakur said, Why are you doubtful? The revealed scriptures say that one can attain liberation simply by a glimpse of offenseless chanting of the holy name. For a devotee who enjoys the transcendental bliss of devotional service, liberation is most insignificant. Therefore, pure devotees never desire to achieve liberation. Evidence of this is stated in the Hari Bhakti Sudhodaya. My dear Lord, O Master of the Universe, since I have directly seen you, my transcendental bliss has taken the shape of a great ocean. Being situated in that ocean, I now realize all other so-called happiness, including even Brahmananda, to be like the water contained in the hoofprint of a calf. Gopala Chakravarti angrily said, If one is not liberated by Namabas, then you may be certain that I shall cut off your nose. Then Haridas Thakur accepted the challenge offered by Gopala Chakravarti. If by Namabas liberation is not available, certainly I shall cut off my own nose. All the members of the assembly who had heard the challenge were greatly agitated, and they got up, making a tumultuous sound. Hiranya and Govardhan Majumdara both immediately chastised the Brahmana tax collector. The priest named Balaramacharya also chastised Gopala Chakravarti. He said, You are a foolish logician. What do you know about devotional service to the Lord? Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda The philosophy enunciated by the Mayavadis is called Gata Patiya, pot and earth philosophy. According to this philosophy, everything is one. Such philosophers see no distinction between a pot made of earth and the earth itself, reasoning that anything made of earth, such as different pots, is also the same earth. Since Gopala Chakravarti was a Gatapatiya logician, a gross materialist, what could he understand about the transcendental devotional service of the Lord? Balaramacharya continued, You have insulted Haridas Thakur. Thus there will be a dangerous position for you. You should not expect anything auspicious. Then Haridas Thakur got up to leave, and the Manjumdars, Gopala Chakravarti's employers, immediately kicked him out and dismissed him from their service. With all the members of the assembly, the two Majumdars fell at the lotus feet of Haridas Thakur. Haridas Thakur was smiling, however, and he spoke in a sweet voice. None of you are at fault. Indeed, even this ignorant, so-called Brahmin is not at fault, for he is accustomed to dry speculation and logic. One cannot understand the glories of the holy name simply by logic and argument. Therefore, this man cannot possibly understand the glories of the holy name. All of you now, please go to your homes. May Lord Krishna bestow his blessings upon you all. 
Do not be sorry because of my being insulted. Then Hiranyadas Majumdara returned to his home and ordered that Gopala Chakravarti not be admitted therein. Within three days, that Brahmana was attacked by leprosy, and as a result, his highly raised nose melted away and fell off. The Brahmana's toes and fingers were beautiful, like golden-colored champak buds. But because of leprosy, they all withered and gradually melted away. Seeing the condition of Gopala Chakravarti, everyone was astonished. Everyone praised the influence of Haridas Thakur and offered him obeisances. Although Haridas Thakur, as a Vaishnava, did not take seriously the Brahmana's offense, the Supreme Personality of Godhead could not tolerate it, and thus he made the Brahmana suffer the consequences. A characteristic of a pure devotee is that he excuses any offense by an ignorant rascal. A characteristic of Krishna, however, is that he cannot tolerate blasphemy of his devotees. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda The characteristic of a Vaishnav and the characteristic of the Lord mentioned in this verse are very significant. In his Shikshastika, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has taught the characteristics of a Vaishnav. Ternadapi sunichena tororiva shihishnuna amanina manadena kirtanaya sadahadi A Vaishnav strictly follows this principle of being humbler than the grass and more tolerant than a tree, expecting no honor from others, but offering honor to everyone. In this way, a Vaishnava is simply interested in chanting about the Supreme Personality of Godhead and glorifying Him. Haridas Thakur epitomized this foremost order of Vaishnavism. Krishna, however, cannot tolerate any insults or blasphemy against a Vaishnav. For example, Prahlad Maharaj was chastised by his father, Hiranyakasipu, in so many ways. But although Prahlad tolerated this, Krishna did not. The Lord therefore came in the form of Nishringadev to kill Hiranyakasipu. Similarly, Although Srila Haridas Thakur tolerated the insult by Gopala Chakravarti, Krishna could not. The Lord immediately punished Gopal Chakravarti by making him suffer from leprosy. Offending or blaspheming a Vaishnav has been described as the greatest offense, and it has been compared to a mad elephant. When a mad elephant enters a garden, it ruins all the creepers, flowers, and trees. Similarly, if a devotee properly executing his devotional service becomes an offender at the lotus feet of his spiritual master or another Vaishnav, his devotional service is spoiled. <laughs> 